Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. I said, well, when, when you get the dog, please let me know and I will come get my ducks. Because okay. I don't want them to fall into the same fate. And I never received that call. And the recall that we did receive was that, oh, the dog's here and it attacked your ducks and one's dead and the other one is Who gave you that call? Who called you to tell you that? This is the plaintiff, Kyle Crane. He says the defendant's his girlfriend's sister. And while his ducks, Benny and Daisy, were staying at her mother's house, they were attacked by her dog. He's here suing for the $2,500 he feels he's owed for medical supplies and emotional distress. This is the defendant, Kira Freeman. She says her mother was watching the ducks, and one of the dogs got out and attacked the ducks. This lawsuit's crazy because the plaintiff abandoned those ducks, and now he's all up in arms about their well-being? Police. She's accused of getting daffy over a duck. All parties, please raise your right hands. What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge Marilyn Millian in our forum, the People's Court. People's Court is now in session. The Honorable Judge Marilyn Millian is now presiding. Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor. Thank you, Douglas. Okay, Mr. Crane. You are suing your girlfriend's sister for $2,500 in pain and suffering and medical care because, according to you, something happened that was her fault. Tell me what happened. The, the story begins, uh, uh, my girlfriend and I had were bouncing around places to live, and we were uh, vacated from where we had uh, the ducks in the first place. And mind you, I've had these ducks since they were little. And so, How long uh, have you had girl- the ducks? About a year and a half. So they were full grown. Okay. So uh, anyway, Christy and I, which is her her sister, we were trying to find a place that we could uh, keep the ducks while we were moving uh, into a mobile home. And uh, she said, oh, well, my, my mom will keep them. She's had chickens before. So I said, okay, that's great. So uh, they live in Yuma. Okay. And how far away is that from you? About a two-hour drive. And she visits frequently. And she agreed to take the ducks? Yes. And when is it that you gave her the ducks? Probably about five five months ago. All right. And is your testimony that she was holding the ducks for you until what? Yes, until we could find a place to, uh, you know, have them. I thought that you had just moved into a mobile park that doesn't allow ducks. So what what are you saying, that that was a temporary place? I don't know what you're saying because it doesn't look like you're taking back the ducks anytime soon because it's been a year and you didn't take the ducks back, right? Right, but okay. it, it, her mother had had agreed that she that she enjoyed. And how many animals did mom have there? Probably like four or five. What kind of animals were there? Ducks. 
Dogs. Dogs. All right. So what happens? The dogs that lived with the mother uh, were completely friendly, you know, never showed any signs of violence or, you know, a, you know, animal, you know, attacking. Uh, and then I even told uh, her mother that because I had been informed that Kira was going to be moving back in and that the dog into where into into her mother's house into her mother's house. Yeah. OK. And and I and that the dog had that her dog had previously attacked and killed her chickens. Whose chickens? And so her mother's chickens. OK. And so uh, I said to her mother, I said, well, when when you get the dog, please let me know and I will come get my ducks. Because okay. I don't want them to fall into the same fate. And I never received that call. And the recall that we did receive was that, oh, the dog's here and it attacked your ducks and one's dead and the other one. Is Who gave dead. you that call? Who called you to tell you that? I did. I wasn't called. Christy, my, my girlfriend. Who called, called Christy? Where is Christy testifying today or no? No, she's not. Well, did Christy say to her mother, my, you, we were supposed to pick up the ducks. What were you going to do with the ducks if you picked them up? Uh, I was going to put them, find a place for them. All right. So did your girlfriend say, but mom, you were going to call and tell me when the dog was coming? Uh, yeah, she did. And what did her, her mother tell her? She had just forgotten, I guess. How was your relationship with Ms. Freeman before this? I would say mutual, fine, uh, no discrepancies. Tell me how you described her here, because I, I think that's kind of interesting and telling. Oh, uh, I just she she is the youngest of you know uh, like eight or nine or. Okay. And according to you, she was least parented and is a very negligent, lazy person who is quick to be irrational and negative. Right. Okay. Well, yeah, Ms. It, it uh, Freeman, what's going on? What's the deal with your dog? What was your dog doing there and what ended up happening? Okay. So um, we got kicked out of our home and we had to move and we ended up moving into a one bedroom. So I asked my mom if she could keep the dog until we can get a bigger place. Okay. And she said, that's fine. And so we did the we mom, did, that, did, did mom ever tell you, but you know, I got the ducks here. You already knew the ducks were there. Yeah, I knew the ducks were there. Had your dog eaten the chickens previously? Yes. If you know that your dog, dog, if you know that your dog had eaten the chickens previously, how is this a great idea to put the dog near the ducks? Like, shouldn't they have been separated and some other arrangements for the ducks or the dog been made by you or your sister? So my mom was going to because we had the chicken coop still. So my mom said she was going to put the ducks away every night. You know, during the day she could supervise them. And at night she was going to put them in the coop. And she was sick that week. She was dizzy and she wasn't feeling that well, and that night she forgot to put them in there. And, I mean, it happened. I didn't right. How did you find out it happened? My mom texted me and said that Kyle's going to come kill my dog because the chickens are dead. The ducks. And, and so did you sorry, the ducks. Did you call your mom or say to her, Mom, you were supposed to put the, the ducks away in the coops? I told her, I said, well, why didn't you put them away? And she said, I must have forgot. I was so tired that night. And, and I know that Maybe you all should stop getting pets you can't take care of. How about that? How about everybody stops dumping on poor old mom and dumping their, their animals that they don't have room for or an ability to care. How about that? How about maybe mom needs to enjoy the twilight of her life? And uh, <laughs> y'all, because you're both doing the same thing to her. Both of you are dumping your pets there while you're. It's one thing like in a bind. I understand. But it's a year. 
Mr. Crane. And it's one thing um, in a bind, I understand, but it's a dog that's eating the chickens and there's two ducks there. So it's, you know, come on. So what ends up happening is both ducks are attacked. One is killed. The other one you nurse back to health, correct? Yes. All right. This is the mallard. And what? Wow, that's a yeah. beautiful mallard. What, what's the name of yeah, the mallard? Yeah, That's Benny. And this is bandages on Benny? Yeah. That was after uh, the wounds had been cleaned. Ugh. That was kind of the tears in his back. Ugh. You never took the, the mallard to the vet, though? No. No, you took care of it yourself. We, we, All right. Yeah, Christy is a vet, was a vet assistant, stuff like that. So she's oh, like, okay. it's going to cost a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, a couple of weeks go by and we are able to uh, make This is a video of Daisy. This is the one that was killed. Yes. Yeah, she's beautiful, too. She is beautiful. I'm sorry that this happened. Um, I can I uh, ask you a question? What Did you ever speak with Kyra and say to her, what are you going to, I want to be recompensed for my loss or something, or you two couldn't speak to each other? Um, I, I did. I spoke through Christy. I said, could you, you know, is there any way she could maybe, you know, fork over some medical costs or whatever? And she just kind of laughed. And I won't, I won't get into the logistics of oh, it. Oh, but, but I will. Know, I will. Said no. What was it you said, Miss Freeman, when he asked you to kick in some of the medical costs? Can't even prove that it was exactly my dog in the first place. Well, nothing happened until your dog got there, sweet pea, and your dog ate the chicken, so I'm pretty much ready to rule on that issue. When, In fact, your mother when, said it, told you it was your dog, right? When the chickens got killed, my niece's dog was actually there as well. So it was there then. It wasn't proof that Athena did it. It could have been the other dog as well. What so are your exact words when uh, your sister asks if you can help out? No. Well, that's that's not exactly your exact words are tell Kyle he can blank my blank. Gosh, I can't imagine that that would be my reaction. I would still at least feel bad that this happened. Why would that be your answer to your sister as opposed to, you know, those and and your sister says to you, oh, geez, Kyra, those ducks meant the world to him. And your answer is then why did he leave them? He knew he didn't have space for them. Oh, yeah, that kind of sounds like you. So mom already said he wanted ducks, but when they grew up, he wants to send them off and he doesn't pay for food or visit or take care of them. Athena was probably just playing. She doesn't know better. Me and mom punished her for it. I don't know. Kind of sounds like, you know, Athena did it. And your sister says, rightfully, just like you don't have space for your stuff. Don't be blanking at me when you're having the same problem as me. I live in a trailer, too, you know. Ducks are easier to handle, and mom loves it compared to dog. Where's mom in all this? What does mom say about all this? Because it's mom who forgot to put the ducks. I mean, I can't imagine mom has a time to stare at everybody all day long and watch them. She's too busy taking care of our animals. What are the other animals she's taking care of? Just my dog. And then she always has Christy's dogs there. Okay. And what other animals does she have? Is she a farmer? My mom, no. Oh, okay. So are there any other animals but the ones you guys dump on her? Um, right. My sister why has aren't cats. You more, why, aren't, why don't you feel bad? Like, what is the deal? I, I, which is I totally, do feel bad. I do just, you? Because your response to your sister isn't, hey, listen, I feel bad. But the truth of the matter is... You abandoned them there a year ago, and they're really mom's ducks, and I have the same problem you have. And Bob, like that, That's the response I expect. I don't expect, tell Kyle he can blank my blank body part that you don't have. I don't expect you to say that to him, and I'm just kind of wondering why.
Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Whether it's routine maintenance and emergency repair or a dream project, Angie lets you compare quotes from multiple local pros, browse homeowner reviews, and even book a service instantly. Angie's been connecting people with skilled pros for nearly 30 years. So the next time you have a home project, bring it to Angie to get your job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Mr. Crane, did you two not get along or no? That's just the way she talks or whatever. I mean, it goes hand in hand. I think that I was just never was understood as because I live in Phoenix. I mean, so, you know, they it's always back and forth. I'm the boyfriend of the, the Mormon daughter, you know, and yeah. Are you Mormon they, they never or are you not Mormon? Me? No, I'm not. Oh, okay. So is that what you're trying to say right now, that you don't feel accepted by the family because you, you don't share her religion? No, just, 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 I, I guess that uh, I've had, I've had a checkered past in my life that okay. I've, you know, I've, I've, I've taken full responsibility for. Okay. So I've how reconciled. is, I know that there's a lot of pain and suffering when you lose a pet, but pet are, pets are considered in the eyes of the law property. Um, so you can't really sue for pain and suffering because imagine how are we going to compare, how are judges going to compare what your suffering of your pet is versus someone else's suffering of their pet. And it just doesn't work that way. They're considered property. So what you would be entitled to is to be reimbursed for the actual loss of a duck, which means the, the cost of a duck, which is an adult duck that is how old? Year and a half. Yeah, year and a half old. So it's not a baby duck. It's an adult duck that's a year and a half old. Mm. That's the that's the measure of your damages. It would never be two thousand five hundred dollars. It would be. I don't know what. Right. Let's assume no it's idea. 50 bucks, 100 bucks, whatever it is. But in order to get that money, you would have to be able to prove that Miss Freeman was negligent or that Miss Freeman knew that her animal had a propensity for viciousness and allowed it to be around your animals. Now, what the law does is it requires the humans to be responsible. So if a human knows that their dog has a, propen- uh, a propensity for viciousness, it's called in the eyes of the law, and she does because she knows that the dog ate the chickens, then she has a responsibility if the ducks and the, and the dog are in her care to make sure they stay separate. The problem that we have here are two problems. She's claiming, well, they're not even his ducks. He abandoned them a year ago. There's no doubt in my mind that you consider these your ducks. No doubt in my mind, because you've taken this very hard and you're very upset. And they're obviously, they're not ducks you abandoned. Uh, Your arrangement with your girlfriend's mom is truly none of Miss Freeman's business. That's between you and the mom. And she doesn't get to decide if they're your ducks. And I find that they're your ducks. But when... We have a situation that the person you entrusted the ducks to makes a mistake and doesn't put doesn't keep all the animals she's you know harboring separated, particularly an animal that she knows ate her chickens. How would that be Miss Freeman's fault? You would have to live in a state that has strict liability under these circumstances, and you don't. And no state that I know of has strict liability when someone else is in care and custody of the dog. Um, you know, because she, she doesn't have the dog. She's given the dog to her mom while she's in a housing crisis. So her mom is the, the true and one caretaker of the dog and the ducks. And it's overwhelming to her. 
apparently because she was overwhelmed this day. And it's horrible. It's mm-hmm. one of those things that happens in nature. It is. And it's it's horrible. But at the end of the day, I would have to find that she was negligent. Miss Freeman was negligent in not keeping them separate. And I can't do that because Miss Freeman wasn't in control of any of the animals. It was your girlfriend's mom. So based on the facts that I've seen in front of me, I certainly think that morally she should be a little more polite and contrite and decent, but I cannot find her legally liable to you. So my verdict in this case is for the defendant. I know that you're mad. I know. Uh, Verdict for the defendant. Ms. Crane, the judge uh, really picked you apart for being crude, kind of cold and uncaring. Is that really what you're like? Are you that kind of a person? Because you come across that way. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Well, I'm sorry, but that's the impression you give to everybody who's seeing this. And, and it's kind of, I guess it's unfortunate. But in any event, you are the victor. So congratulations there. I guess you're lucky from that point of view. All right. Uh, <laughs> anything you want to add? Want to say anything in your behalf? Well, I truly... I truly am sorry that the ducks, that happened to the ducks, but it happens. I'm sorry. All right, let's go to Mr. Crane, the plaintiff now. Mr. Crane, as the judge announced her verdict, you said something to her or wanted to. What, what did you want to say to her? I know you were upset that you lost, but what were you saying? Uh, that I'm not upset that, that I lost. It's, it's that I wanted her to have a little bit of taste of reality of the adult world and to see, like, you know, you can't just tell people to s you know suck whatever when when your dog eats my ducks like i love those ducks so obviously he's very upset about it they were his pets and his friends and uh you know unfortunately he simply could not prevail under the laws of the state so he was asking for twenty five hundred dollars and unfortunately he did not get it harvey how do you feel about it you know doug it could have been a different situation if the dog bit a human in many states there is strict liability on the part of the dog owner, which means it doesn't matter who is in control of the dog. If a human gets bit, the dog owner is responsible. Here, there are animals that were bitten, and that's not the standard. The standard is negligence, and the negligence would be on the defendant's mother, and that's why the plaintiff sued the wrong person and lost. I had a landscaping company install a dry well in 2019, but it has been causing issues and I come to find out that it was installed incorrectly. They have ignored my calls and emails to get in contact with them. Am I still able to take them to court to sue? I'm located in Putnam County, New York. Thanks for your help. This person is seeking to sue for something that happened in 2019, the installation of this dry well. So the good news is- What's a dry well? A dry well is something you you build underground to handle rainwater and other runoff and, and, and surface water that's going to flood in your yard or in a, in a lot somewhere uh, and that sort of thing. And, and they, they can cost a few thousand dollars to put in, uh, typically. Uh, but in this case, because the statute of limitations on a contract claim in New York is six years, and the statute of limitations for a, a claim outside of contract law for a tort for damage to personal property, for example, that would be three years. Either way, Either way he's good. still within the realm of, uh, of being able to proceed on the lawsuit. Yeah. Uh, 
maybe they should return his phone calls. I don't know. <laughs> or yeah, nothing, nothing grabs someone's attention more than a summons. Um, so if they're ignoring you, keep a paper trail of that. That's a good thing to have before you file a lawsuit, all your efforts to resolve it right. and b- getting Absolutely. ignored. Judges don't like that. No. Judges don't like when people are cagey and don't no. answer questions or and just ignore, ignore. Ignore the other party yeah. just for, for years, months or years or whatever it is. Yeah. That's, that's a bad look when you're in the courtroom for yeah. the first time. And these cases where there's water that's collecting, God only knows what kind of damage it can do. I mean, people, right. maybe this person has homeowner's insurance that's going to cover whatever damage he's had or or maybe not or maybe all he really has to do is replace the the dry well but uh, these kinds of cases uh, I had one where there was a concrete block wall that was installed on the edge of a car dealership and it went up during the dry season and then when it was starting to rain a guy who was the next door neighbor had built like this wooden structure in his backyard, like a roller rink kind of thing, right? And he thought he had it on high enough ground, but now it's suddenly collected in this gigantic pool against the wall and just started gushing in a river down one side of a hill down to his house. And it was going to destroy his roller rink that he had built. So he ended up calling a lawyer in a panic and saying, what can I do, what can I do? And he said, well, I guess you could smash a hole through the middle of the concrete wall. So he smashed a hole? Uh So the lawyer really did say, well, that'll solve it. I mean, he's being called for his legal advice, not for his, uh, you know, advice on physics. But so did it work? It worked. Interesting. Good for him. Right. These are the plaintiffs, Nicole and Scott Saunders. They say the defendants, their neighbors, were negligent because their unsecured trampoline blew into their gazebo, crushing it to pieces. Their unneighborly neighbors refused to pay, so they're suing them for the $327 they paid for their gazebo. These are the defendants Angela and Lorenzo Hobbs. Angela says no way on God's green earth Their trampoline flew over the fence and then landed on the plaintiff's gazebo. There were indeed high winds that day. Their trampoline blew into their fence, causing some damage, but did not damage the plaintiff's property. And shame on them for trying to imply it did so they could profit. They're accused of not being secure. All parties, please raise your right hands. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. Okay. Mr. and Mrs. Saunders, you are suing your neighbors, Mr. and Mrs. Hobbs, for $327, the price of a gazebo that, according to you, was destroyed in a storm thanks to their negligence. Talk to me. Who wants to tell me what happened? I'll start off the judge. Um, what happened is the morning in question, prior to the gazebo coming over, uh, the storm woke us up. It was really windy. The news had told us that it was going to be about 60-mile-an-hour winds that evening. So I looked out and checked to make sure because the storm was so loud. I was checking the yard to make sure everything was still secure, and it was. 60-mile-an-hour winds is, um, I mean, it's, that's pretty powerful. Yes. And so as I laid back down, me and my wife heard a large crash against our home. So we both jump up. We run to the window to see what was going on. And Mr. and Mrs. Hobbs' trampoline was against our home, sitting on top of our gazebo. Okay. So my wife grabs the camera, takes a picture. I get dressed to go downstairs. As I'm coming down the stairs, 
I couldn't get out my back glass. Sliding so, glass wait, wait. What thing. you're describing is the trampoline is literally on your gazebo on your property, and it has crushed yeah. your yeah. gazebo. So all of the yeah. metal of the trampoline, it has gone through the air, been twisted, and the metal of the gazebo is crushed. With it. And then at what that, happened? At that point, at that point, it's just it's on there. Like I have a picture of it. You can actually see the blue part of the trampoline on top of the gazebo. Okay. It wasn't until my husband went downstairs that we seen that it actually like crashed it all the way down. Okay. So I went to the back glass sliding door and at that time I could see that it, the weight of the gazebo, I mean the gazebo had crushed down on the, from the weight of the trampoline. Right. So I had to go around to the front to get around back because I couldn't get out of that door. In that meantime, the wind just picked up again, blowing the trampoline from off of our yard right there at the glass all the way back against the fence and it was slamming in between the fence and our homes. So now, so the things, you know, flying around in the air like Dorothy's house in The Wizard of Oz, and what happens? Okay, that's when I go outside and see the damage. So it was really windy, so I came back in, and it was dark. So as soon as it got daylight, I text Mr. Hobbs and told him what had happened. Explained to him that the trampoline landed up on our gazebo and crushed it. And I, I told him that it was still in our yard, because it was on this side of, it was in our yard still. And I asked him how was we planning on getting that, you know, back over to his property. And he alerted me that he was in a hospital and he wasn't doing well. So I told him that's fine. We'll handle it later. And then what you did was you spoke with Mrs. Hobbs, right? Tell me how that went. No. no. Okay. You just made a face now, Miss Saunders. Why did you make that face? Apparently you guys don't get along, right? No. And why don't well, you get along? It's, I don't know. Well, you, can't you trace it back to something? Well, Usually people can trace it back to something. I can say um, this is started before Miss Saunders was living here at home. Me and Mr. Hobbs are great neighbors. I mean, we get along. We look after each other's property. He's a man of God. We get along great. Mrs. Hobbs, to be nice, I would say, opposites attract. So she's a polar opposite of Mr. Hobbs. So I didn't approach her with the situation because the third day that I, my home was built first, three days after living here, Ms. Hobbs called the police because my son was parked in front of her mailbox. And Ms. Hobbs called the police at 7 o'clock in the morning to make him move the car, which was parked in front of her mailbox. Okay. Well, that, that doesn't make for, for good neighbors. All right. So now um, you say that, that you have pictures of the trampoline on the gazebo. Is that the picture you wanted me to look at that shows that the trampoline is on the gazebo? Yes. yes. Is that the best picture that you is, have um, to show me that the trampoline that, is on well, the gazebo? It was 4.45 in the morning, so it was very dark. And if you flash it, you're not going to, like, with the flash on, you couldn't see anything. So that blue trim going around. I know what a trampoline is. What I got to guard against is that this is just the cover of the gazebo that got dragged over to where the trampoline was by the fence. So what part of this is your gazebo? Just the little thing on the the bottom left-hand corner, just the fabric? That is sitting on top of the gazebo. No, no. That's your conclusion. And I got to get to the same conclusion, right? Because... This isn't an act of God. If you don't secure your trampoline and it goes to their property and damages something, you are responsible. It's not the same as a tree that God put on there. That's what makes the tree the act of God, that it's a natural thing growing and then a natural thing blows it. But if you put equipment in your backyard and you know a storm is coming, you're supposed to secure the equipment with stakes or something so that or sandbags so that it dies. You're talking to a Florida girl. All right. I know my hurricanes and storms and winds. You're supposed to do that so it doesn't damage someone else's property, doesn't become a projectile. And in particular, a trampoline is like a parachute, right? Because the wind could come out. So I get that. 
But I'd really like to see some pictures of that trampoline on your gazebo. So let me ask you, Ms. Hobbs, um, did that storm wake you up? Yes, ma'am. Okay. And um, did you ever look out to see what was happening and what the damage was while it was happening or no? Yes, I looked out because it hit up against our gazebo, which we have a really nice gazebo that's uh, mounted to our concrete of our patio. And it hit up against there, but I was trying to listen to see if I hear glass broken. But since it wasn't no glass broken, I wasn't going to stay in the window when a storm is out there. Right. So I just sit back and wait until that morning when it died down about probably like five. I get up every morning at like five o'clock. So I went to the pad downstairs like five thirty, quarter to six. And I seen it up against my fence on our property. So I knew that me and my grandson, which is 10 years old, we went outside and we couldn't move because the trampoline was so heavy. So I called my son, Quincy, and he said, I said, I'm on my way to the hospital to check on my husband. So could you come and get you it off the fence? You have a husband in the hospital, a storm wrecking your trampoline. Yes. And worst of everything you said, you wake up at five o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. You don't think that trampoline traveled to their gazebo, do you? No, because there's no way it could have traveled because if it, it was all the way at the end of our fence of our backyard. And if the wind would have put it up, it would have hit his shed that he has right there. It's not like the trampoline could go <laughs> over top of the shed, then stop and then say, oh, I just want to get up and go northbound when the wind was blowing, blowing southbound. So the trampoline stopped and said, oops, I want to go northbound. And his patio was northbound, so it hit the patio is what he's telling us. So it got up and said, oops, I want to go westbound and come back over onto our fence. So if I got a flying trampoline, I probably, you know what I mean? I don't know. <laughs> okay. Here's a picture of your gazebo. It is nighttime when you take that picture. Where's the trampoline? But you can see the trampoline on the left-hand side of the picture. It's I don't see the trampoline. Husband... I don't see. Stop, stop. Okay, there's other pictures. There... Okay. okay, so this picture doesn't show a trampoline, does it? No, no, okay. it does not. All right, let's just be, that's why I need your help, because I ain't seeing what you're seeing. This is, so here's your gazebo. Clearly the wind destroyed your gazebo. I have to know that it was the actual trampoline that destroyed it and not the wind. Um, okay. That, that the trampoline was a weapon in the wind, because that would be their fault for not anchoring it. So now I'm looking at your pictures taken from your bedroom, morning time. This one doesn't show. Mm -hmm. By this time, I think everybody agrees that the trampoline is at the fence, right, where it's found and where all the pictures right. show it. So the real question is, do I have a picture of the trampoline on your gazebo, which you claim in your in your um, statement? You claim you have that. So that's really what I want to see. The best picture, like I said, that we have. Is the one which you didn't agree with at the time? Is it the one that's on the? Oh, we're going to go back to that it, and hard. then we're going to look at the video too. So here is a picture of the trampoline, correct? And what it's doing right. is literally straddling both sides of their fence. Half of it's on your property, half of it's on theirs. Right. And it's and like it, that. Has like, it blown back? Yes, ma'am. Yeah, and everybody agrees this is where it ended up. Yes. And then mm -hmm. when was this picture taken? After they moved it off of the fence. Yeah. Yes, correct. Okay, and now, so this is a good picture there, to show what it is that she, Mrs. Hobbs, is arguing. So we know the trampoline was in the back, and then that goes flying, according to you, and this is what Ms. Hobbs was saying, it would have had to hit the shed that's on your property, this gray shed, and then it would have had to come towards the gazebo. 
I guess it could have sidestepped the shed and gone. I mean, who knows what, you know. Where it actually came over, the fence is damaged there. Oh, yeah, it I know come the fence on the is shed, damaged. It came on the left. That's what I'm saying. It flew over there is where it hit and came so, over the meaning fence. Meaning it, it wouldn't have hit the shed. I hear what you're saying. Yes. Right. right. Yes. Well, it hit the fence and it wouldn't have hit the shed because we know that it hit the fence. And that it, so we know the best evidence of that is where the picture shows where it is. So I, I kind of agree with you on that and not Ms. Hobbs. But let's look at the video that you took. Neighbors trampoline flew from their property onto our canopy. It's hard to see. Our trampoline is right out our window. Did you guys see a trampoline on your gazebo in that video? Yeah. I'm going to play it again and you show me where I'm supposed to see it because I don't see it. I see your screen. I see your window. I see your your hand trembling and I hear you talking. And that is the second video. That is not the first video. This is the first video where there's sheer panic in your voice. Let's hear the first video. Oh, my God. Is the trampoline stuck on the house then, is what you say? The difference in those videos, I want to uh, see proof of what you're saying. That's all I need. I need proof that that trampoline was on your gazebo. Because if your gazebo just ripped with the wind, you got to eat it the same way they got to eat their fence and everybody's got to eat their own problem. If what happened instead is this, that you're showing me a picture where a piece of your gazebo is next to a piece of their trampoline, that could be a stage photo. This is what I do for a living. I was a criminal lawyer before I was a criminal judge, and now I'm a civil judge who listens to cases all day long and I need to make sure that evidence isn't staged and fabricated because that's part of my job. I have to be a critical thinker and I have to look at this and say, is the proof there? Show me what picture or video you want me to look at that shows a trampoline on a gazebo like you keep saying. The first picture that you showed that you can see the blue part of their trampoline that is the that is the picture that we took that I took when we first realized what because at first we didn't even know what it was. It's it's dark outside. We didn't even know what it was. The first picture is what I took. I, I took the picture and then my husband went downstairs to see exactly what was going on. He couldn't get out our sliding glass door because by the time he got downstairs, it had the weight of the trampoline the had already crumbled our gazebo to the ground. And then the, the trampoline magically unraveled itself. Its metal tentacles that were mixed with your metal Judge, tentacles you unraveled itself. And then come out. Now, I understand, but that is what you're saying has happened. So it makes it just a I'm little not, bit less believable. So I'm going to demand actual proof. I, you know, you're standing there with a camera. Show me how that though, any of those pictures show that the trampoline. The my husband, yeah, the only the one that shows it is where you got let's get that picture back up because we need to actually see that picture so this is the only picture that you have that you say that is the right that is the best picture because well the best picture would that, be from your window right where you're looking at well then why are you saying why are you saying and why didn't you just pull back show me this picture pulled back where i can see that it's on your concrete because I do I know where that is? All I know is that that's the trampoline and that is a little portion of the thing. For all I know, you dragged it over there. 
Right, I know. For all I know, you question. dragged that over. I know. Listen, so all I need, picture. all I need, is for you to take a picture of a trampoline on a gazebo, like you said you'd taken, because that's how you filed this case. And when I look, when I listen to the video, and I hear you saying, while the storm is still happening, you are saying, is the trampoline like stuck on the house? Then is the trampoline stuck on the house? Then right. So it's lodged. Yeah, it might just bring it right back. It might just bring it right back. This is in the middle of the storm, and you didn't see it. You guys assumed the trampoline did that. But in order to collect the $327 from Mr. and Mrs. Hobbs, you would have to prove that it did that. You have completely failed at proving it, and my verdict is for the Hobbs. Thank you. Appreciate it. Wow. Thank you. Well, the plaintiffs failed to prove their case. Let me ask you, what What do you think this is going to do to your relationship with your neighbors? Nothing. Oh, my Mr. Uh, Hobbs and me are fine. Be cool His wife is going to be evil. still the person that she's always been. She's she gets along with no one in the neighborhood. Nobody, so that's Nobody likes her, and, I, and I'm done. Okay. Well, good luck to you. Sorry you lost the case. Uh, Mr. and Ms. Hobbs, let me ask you, how do you feel about the outcome of this? I'm sure you're happy. No kidding about that, right? Well, you know, the truth is the truth and the pictures show. And that's a new wife that he has over there. He was married before her, so she haven't even been over there that long. So it ain't even her house. She just moved in and married him. So I don't know where she come from with all these accusations. So what she talking about is irrelevant to me because she didn't move into a house where his kids at, where he don't, she don't even have no respect for nobody. So get your own place and then come and holler at me because you's a gold digger. Okay. All right. Well, obviously, a dispute will continue between these two parties. In any event, Harvey, what's your verdict on this? So we've talked about this before, Doug, that photos and videos are critical in cases like this. And here, the the photos and videos were inconclusive, and that's why the plaintiffs lost the case. So when you're in a situation like this, don't delay if, for example, the trampoline comes over and hits the gazebo. Take pictures of that immediately. If you wait and sit on your hands, you're going to lose the case. Marilyn, what song always gets you out on the dance floor? Ooh. I would say any song. Right, frankly, basically. Um, a waltz, <laughs> polka. Um, probably Shakira, Hips Don't Lie. Uh, I love that. Yeah. Um, anything by Pitbull. Right. Absolutely anything by Pitbull. Right. Um, you don't need much of an excuse. No, though, I do really don't. Funky Cold <laughs> Medina. I don't know you why that does it to me. start bust out um, dancing right here. Yeah. <laughs> if I started humming a song. So, yeah. And in fact, we had an epic party for your birthday this year where we used the space that was the studio for the past year at our yeah. house. They cleared everything out and we just Well, everything was cleared from the, when they cleared the studio. And right. I said, wait, wait, don't bring the furniture back in. I got an idea. And right. uh, everyone who came over was someone who had to prove that they were vaccinated. That's right. And it I really actually, has. they didn't even have to prove it because I knew beforehand who has and who hasn't. And frankly, right. I have done more for the cause than Dr. Fauci has. You're right. And some because people got I vaccinated got, They got that vaccinated party. just yes. to be able to come over to the house. Yeah. Because everyone's just so tired and wants to get back to normal. That's right. And I had three people who re- had refused to get vaccinated. And I said to them, all right, yeah. it's fine. I understand. Yeah. No problem. But you can't come because that's yeah. my, this is my theme. Right. At, right. That no one has to wear a mask when they're dancing. Yeah. That was and, wonderful. Um, yeah. It was a great party. 
As for me, well... Um, yeah, what gets you out uh, on the dance floor, John? Uh, me dragging you? Dragging you? me? Exactly. You know how they have these people who are like influencers at, at clubs and parties who get paid, they get paid they to get dance, paid right? To <laughs> well, those people pay me to not dance. They go, look, we will pay you to just sit there and, and not dance. But there's a few songs I jump up and dance like on. Like what? Uh... How about uh, Dancing With Myself? Oh, yeah, you Idol, do like right? that. Uh, and uh, let's see. Uh, well, my, my college roommates would say uh, Around and Around by uh, Chuck Berry, as covered by the Rolling Stones, because I always would dance to it when they, when they played it in the band. Well, that's good to know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you even heard that song. <laughs>